0: Baseball money is fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over at youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast.
1: Uh, Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. We're doing a little early episode this week because it is opening day week and we are so excited that we can't we can't hold it anymore. We gotta <laughs> gotta talk some baseball. Could have waited till tomorrow, but why do that when we could just do it today? So weekend we got nothing better to do but talk baseball. And I am here with my man Ryan Gilbert. As always, how you doing today, Ryan?
0: Yeah, I'm doing good. We had to had to move this one up from the no no Tuesday show this week, but I think like during the season, maybe we should do like Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So We have Sunday going into the next week. Yeah, you got Thursday going into the weekend, and you got like a Tuesday, Wednesday, like midweek thing. But yeah, we'll we'll figure that out as the season moves along. As if you guys tell us what what days are best for you guys to listen, what type of content you want, we'll definitely uh, try to pump that out. Maybe we'll try to get up to daily podcast. It's gonna be gonna be tough um, in April and May with uh, hockey still going on, but I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll balance that out. Yeah, excited to talk baseball here Sunday, Sunday evening here in <laughs> Philadelphia. The the water is contaminated or may not be. There's a alert set out. People are scrambling to go out and buy water. But yeah, we're here to talk some baseball after a uh, Jesus the Christ. last week, the, the last weekend with no baseball. So now we're going to do some uh, post draft do's and don'ts.
1: You don't drink the bad water. Like, that's not when need you getting sick and not being able to show up for an episode. So hopefully you got like a wire or something in your house. I'm to good, keep I'm you good. safe All out right. there, especially you got that new spot. So yeah, there we go, there we go. Uh, but yeah, I, I I love the Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday idea. It makes a lot of sense, especially uh, a little inside baseball. Money is fake, and me, uh, I have two weekly articles for Fantasy Pros starting up next week. Uh, one of them will be a Statcast article that comes out on Thursdays, which I'm fucking excited about because if you guys have listened to this you know i love all the weird stat cast numbers and i get to cover whatever i want in regards to stat cast from the week prior and then i am in charge of the fantasy pros weekly waiver wire article that will be awesome i can get that written up and kind of transfer that over to here to you guys and we can talk about that discuss what to look for what not to look for all those sorts of things on a, a sunday episode that i think that'd be awesome
0: yeah. Shout out out Captain Insano in the chat. Thanks for uh, joining us here. And speaking of do's and don'ts, make sure you do follow us on uh, Apple, Twitter, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, search for the Baseball Money is Fake feed. Make sure you get there. Get those downloads up going into the season. Help us, help us grow here going into our first full season. And Twitter, at Fake Baseball. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, TikTok, all at Fake Baseball Money. So make sure you follow along there hopefully going live more on Twitch with uh, the show stuff, possibly maybe just talking baseball and uh, yeah. So make sure you subscribe on all those places.
1: Yes. I'm down to do a little live streaming of MLB, the show. I mean, you both got the early access going. I flipped you the double birds before this because you informed me that you pulled Mike Trout, which is if you played MLB, the show and you play diamond dynasty, you know that that is literally the day one player that you want to pull and you fucking pulled him. So, you know, a gentle fuck you from my you, end you, over there. But I did pull Otani. So, like, I, I'm yeah, Friday like, okay, afternoon, you but... you're <laughs>
0: like, oh, my, my, my first packs. Like, I got Sandy and then I got Otani a few minutes later. Like, all right. I, I needed something.
1: I never get yeah, that much early it. on in the game. Like, it always takes me like a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. And we'll be the shows out. And now we got uh, some finalized rosters here going into opening day week. We saw your boy Jordan Walker has made the uh, Cardinals opening the roster. As you can tell by the title of this, yes, and Volpe also made the opening roster there. Uh, also, Oscar Colas of the uh, White Sox, yeah, the, uh, the the Cubs fifth starter as a prospect, but what it, was was something like that. And then uh, I think was Schuster, Schuster was yeah. And then I think Jared Schuster, Schuster is still in the mix for the for the Braves. So uh, yeah, what what do you think about Walker making the team and Volpe as well?
1: Yeah, uh, I read today that uh, Schuster and uh, Dodd are both uh, making the rotation, I think, because they just put Kyle Wright on the the IL because of his shoulder. Hmm. But starting with Jordan Walker, I am hyped. This is something I have expected for a while now. He's just too good to not make the opening day roster. I said it last episode. Nobody shoot me for this, but I see a lot of similarities to kind of the comeuppance of Julio Rodriguez last year. I'm not saying Jordan Walker is the same player as Julio Rodriguez. There's just a lot of similarities. Uh, I mean, they yielded in the minor leagues. They didn't play anywhere above double A, but then every time they got a chance to perform at kind of a higher competition level, they excelled. He was one of the top players in spring training in terms of total bases and things like that. Uh, Switching him to the outfield. So he'll get third base and outfield eligibility at some point in fantasy baseball which is excellent because those are two fairly thin positions and even though the cardinals do kind of have a stacked outfield there isn't really anybody there besides like our boy lars is gonna hold him up i think he has a feeling than o'neill i think he's better than any of those other guys the fact that he made the opening day roster means that he's Big Gideon, which is huge, especially in fantasy baseball, he's going to very quickly become like he went from being with the ADP of almost 300 to now he's probably going to have a P of like 60 going into the season.
0: I don't know if he'll get that high, but yeah, his, his ADP is definitely rising. Uh, my one worry is I don't know if he will get that outfield playing time. Fangraph does have him projected to DH in bat eighth. O'Neill's not giving up center field i don't think Lars is going to give up left field maybe he'll get some right field time or or left field time and shift newbard to to right with uh carlson there but yeah walker down in the order not too much pressure there the dh maybe he'll you know get some playing time they'll uh cycle him in there in the outfield to get that five starts and 10 appearances on yahoo but yeah either way walker is is definitely a guy to watch for the cardinals and I think possibly even more so for, for the Yankees is Anthony Volpe. Volpe could lead off for them. Fangraphs uh, did have him projected to lead off yesterday, but now I look and it's going to be the Mayhew it says. you know He could very easily hit himself into that leadoff spot, or just right now they have him batting ninth as that kind of secondary leadoff. If, if he gets on base, he's hitting two ahead of Aaron Judge. So can't hate that at all for uh, one of the best prospects in their system.
1: Dude, that would be absolutely nuts if he just went from like, damn, he's really good. He's playing pretty good in spring training. He should make the roster, but he'll probably just spend leagues to make an opening day roster and batting fucking lead off for the Yankees. <laughs> That'd be nuts. I mean, it was really hard for them to not bring him up on the opening day roster, though, because he was one of those guys that just played too good to justify sending him down. He hit three fourteen with three home runs and five stolen bases in like fifty at bats in spring training. I think he had an OPS over a thousand, just absurd. Like in his minor league numbers were incredible as well. Uh, last year he hit uh, thirty five doubles, twenty one home runs, uh, stole fifty bases while just hitting two forty nine. But if I remember correctly, he really struggled at the the beginning of the year and kind of rounded into form later on with that that batting average so while i don't expect him to be a guy that comes into the the major league lineup and hits 300 he could hit like 260 which would be pretty damn good and he's going to score a ton of runs out there in new york
0: yeah as the other new york game uh brooks durham just mentioned in the chat here uh, brett Beatty got screwed and uh, i i took Brett Beatty uh late in my keeper draft i thought he might have an outside chance of, of making the team after playing, what, 11 games with the Mets last year. Uh, spring training at 325, OPS 885, only one home run. I guess they're going to ride with Volgebach uh, and Walter Escobar and whoever else they have there. But Brett Beatty is uh, definitely a prospect to keep an eye on. And before we get more into that, make sure you check out Winbet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. There's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for your DJans only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app. Offer subject to change in terms and conditions at winbet.com. With a 20 or older and present-to-day with winbet is available. If you or somebody knows a the problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan and at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circle Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. And the Final Four watch party is going virtual. Hang out with you guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action, live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgalingpodcast and tune in on Saturday.
1: Dude, that was like the, as a parent, that was like the shit that I hate. Hearing because, like, I have three kids. I mean, it's a side note from the ad. It's not, I don't hate hearing gambling ads. (laughs) I fucking love that. But, like, as you're recording the ad, like, my my boys are down there. Girlfriend's gone. Daughter's gone at a birthday party right now. So I'm just chilling up here in the room. And then I heard the loudest bang, like, over my headset. (laughs) I heard it. And then everything went silent in the house after that. And then I heard them sprint upstairs. And so I'm like, oh, God. I'm going to go oh. check on that after we're done here. I know they're both alive because I heard <laughs> two sets of footsteps, but I don't know what the fuck just happened in there. Yay. Uh,
0: yeah, but <laughs> for
1: those of you that are here, uh, if you can't tell by the title, we're here to talk some, some uh, post-fantasy baseball draft do's and don'ts. I know we put a couple lists together. I think yeah. we should probably cover
0: do's first. We'll think before, we, before we, before. we can go back the and forth. First. One one do, one don't, one do, one don't. Or just whatever, whatever, whatever flows you. flows the best. Um, I'll keep it with the prospects. Right, so what's, here. Your, what's your first? Yeah. It's not necessarily my first, but one I have here is do keep an eye on prospects. Uh, guys like Brett Beatty, guys that missed out on making the team that you know people might drop, or even Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe. If they get off to a slow start and your uh person that drafted them is gonna drop drop them, you know. Take a chance on them, stashing them. That, that's something you you have to do. Keep an eye on those guys that were on the fringe of making rosters. If they made it, see how they do. If they missed it, you know, they're gonna tear it up in the minors. They're gonna be motivated to to make the big league. So keep an eye on those guys and, and just be be more just be more proactive than other managers in your league if you can. And keep an eye on them and just uh yeah, because those those are the guys that if you if you pick them up in, in April or if you draft them and then you drop them in april or May, and someone else picks them up they can make all the difference in the world
1: yeah that's kind of similar to one of mine and it's just uh you can make a watch list guys i mean it usually as soon as your draft's over and like waivers open up like on espn like you can just add people to a watch list and it just keeps them separate i tell if wanted on my team but i wasn't confident enough to draft whether they be prospects or late-round guys that you don't really know how they're going to end up playing. You're not going to add them into my watch list if I can keep an eye on them going into the season because it they're guys that you you need to to keep an eye on, and it just makes it easier that way.
0: Yeah. All right. I, I have... Uh, yeah, there's a prospect definitely got, got to keep an eye on there. I also have two here that are kind of connected um do i mean everyone after the draft you definitely want to just go out and and scour the waiver wire you want to see who's out there you want to see who you know who wasn't drafted you know there's definitely going to be guys you're like oh how is he not drafted but you you look at them and you want to find your weak spots and, and look at the waiver wire and but don't get too excited with the waiver wire with the waiver wire make sure make sure you you look at it make sure you see you see who's who's available on the waiver wire but you don't while you do go to the waiver wire, scour the waiver wire. That's absolutely a do. Don't waste your waiver priority. If you had the last pick in your draft, you have the top waiver priority. Don't waste that on on just a guy right after the draft. If it's someone like Walker, like Volpe, that you know made the team and wasn't drafted, you know maybe maybe do that. But otherwise, let even if you're a, a mid waiver priority or late, don't waste that. Don't waste your waiver priority. That's valuable. In the middle of this season the, the first few weeks first few months when you know if someone gets off to a slow start and someone overreacts and drops one of their better players you want to have as high waiver priority as possible obviously there's also faab free agent uh auction budget different leagues that's a completely different animal uh, i'm excited to get into that this year but for just the standard leagues with with the waiver order make sure you do go look at the waiver wire but most importantly do not waste that priority because that that is that is valuable wait for them to hit free agency or, you know, just if it's, if it's rotating waivers, it's different, but if it goes from waivers to free agency, just wait those two days and then then you can see who's there.
1: Yeah. That's actually the very first thing that is on my, my list of do's and don'ts is don't hit the waiver wire before the season starts unless injuries dictate. So like if you did your draft like three weeks ago and you it's okay to hit the waiver wire now before the season starts, because you probably need to fill in, that position obviously and somebody that can hold the fort down while oh now two ways out even though he's not gonna be back for man he's not I, my guess is three months but like something I, I like that, he'll like, be you, back don't, by June. you don't want to you think so? Mm,
0: yeah. But, yeah that makes it's sense. Um
1: yeah like, you you don't want to you don't want to jump the gun. You wanna you wanna trust the process because if you were in a fantasy baseball draft you put the time to research the players you wanted into that draft. You put the time, the effort, the the, whatever you want to call it, into knowing how you wanted to draft, picking the players you picked during the draft. You need to trust the process and not overthink it. Do not take all of that time to do that draft, and then once waivers open up, just start off on waivers, switching your whole roster up. Give it a week. Give it two weeks. Give it... to to see if you did as well as you did and then adjust from there.
0: Uh, I, I actually ha- have a counterpoint to that. One of my don'ts is don't get attached to your guys. Like you go into a draft knowing what your plan is, but you don't necessarily, Ooh. obviously you have your guys like we, like Nar- we have, we have Lars new Jordan Walker, whoever else we like, but like don't get attached to someone just because he's on your team. Now, like a team that wins a championship in, in real sports, if they're on the team for a few days, they get a ring. If you, you want to use these players as you can to to <laughs> advance towards a championship, if if you want to just you know draft them, someone else is better on the waiver wire. Pick them up. Don't overreact to the stuff. Don't and, and don't get attached. It's sure you have your players you, you want to um, want to hold on to. You, like okay, I drafted him. I'm investing in him now. But are you really? I mean, 24 hours ago or however long before the draft, you didn't have him. You had no idea who you would have, and now he's on your team. He, he's one of your guys for now. But like always be open to not necessarily dropping them, but trading them, trading. That's a whole different discussion we can have is like post-draft trading what to look for. Trading <laughs> that's that on kid. my list as well. Yeah. that That's <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but, uh, but uh, my biggest thing thing is just don't, don't get attached to your guys. It's, you know, you might have your one or two or three guys. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm a reach for them. I'm going to hold them. Uh, I'm in the long haul. But other than that, I, I, I am the other way where, you know, you drafted these guys, if it's someone you're unsure of that has a slow start cut bait cut bait
1: oh yeah no i I only hold them out for they have like a week or two if they're Mm -hmm. if they're if you guys that i drafted they have a week or two to show me something show me some kind of sign of life like do fucking anything because if you don't then you're gone i'm just saying like uh for example i just did a a home league draft on what was it friday and that draft ended up excellent draft. I absolutely love that point league draft. I got all my guys, all that sort of thing. There's a few guys at the end of the round or at the end of the draft that I took that were iffy guys, but I wanted them on my team. I would get rid of them now. Like they're they're riding it out on roster until the season starts. They've got a week to do anything. Like it get a two for four game and then it can keep moving and see see if you can keep that spot on my roster. But after that point, everything's fair game. Like I don't, I don't even care. Like if you were an iffy guy on my team and you go over four or four strikeouts, you're probably getting cut, and I'll pick somebody else up. Especially in a weekly league like I'm in, there like it's mm. I ain't, I don't got time for that shit. All
0: right, what, what else you got on your list? I, I feel like I, I just ran through two or three of mine. <laughs>
1: uh, another one. I mean, we touched on trades, so that was one of mine. Uh, for trading, was a don't trade before the season starts. Same type of thing. Trust the process. Like I like to. I'm big on. Again, I, I, my guys, I drafted them for a reason. I set that lineup for a reason. So I'm not going to make a trade. I did almost kind of veer off of that in the SGP and Dynasty League I with Matt.
0: You know for Harper? That
1: man wants a king's ransom for Bryce Harper.
0: He does, and doesn't so he? I just
1: told him, eh, I'll probably passed. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, I probably didn't. Okay, here, I'll tell you what I offered him. And Sando's here, too. You are also in the league, good sir. Uh, I offered uh, Fat and George Springer for Harper, which Who? is probably a little. Uh, Brandon Fat and George Springer oh, for Harper. Okay. Not not like a, it wasn't a terrible overpay, but like I was obviously like I was, I, I know Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper, and I know what he's gonna put up when he's here. So I had to give something, and he turned that down so fast. I think he turned it down before I finished typing it. Is how fast he turned it down. <laughs> And so like, that was kind of, I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'm just trusting the process. I like my guys. I got my guys. I'm going to ride it out. Cause Harper's a tough, a tough cookie to, I don't even fucking know where I was going with that. He's a tough one to go for right now.
0: Yeah. Um. I, once again, opposite. I think, you know, you should be open to trading right after the draft. Maybe not, don't get too trade happy, but identify where your weaknesses are. You go into the draft with, with a plan. And, you know, you might come out of it not necessarily happy with how you executed that. I'm pretty happy with my draft, for example, but my outfield, I think, is is a, a little bit of weakness. I got Judge second overall. I got Ilo Jimenez, who, if he stays healthy, he's a great number two outfielder. Then I have uh, Yoshida and Nupar as an outfield Ooh. util, my third outfielder. I'm hoping one of those guys pans out, but that's one, one position that I'm going to be looking to address, definitely. But also, I do have Tatis, who will get outfield eligibility eventually. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's something to do is, you know, trade, identify your deficiencies, you know, look throughout your league. You probably, if it's a league you've been in for a few years, you know, who's going to be open to trade. You know, who's going to not be open to trade. If it's a new league with new managers, no, just throw, throw someone an offer. Be like, okay, I I like, I, I need this position. I see this could help you. You know, is is there anything we we could work out here? Like, I, I think that's something where you identify your trade targets. In, in that same vein, also identify your first few drops. You don't want to be like, okay, this guy's having, mm. this guy made made the team or this guy had a great day. Let me go pick him up. Let me, go, let me go race to pick him up. You need to know who your first two or three drops are. It's tough. It's tough because you do get attached yeah. to your guys. You're like, okay, I picked that guy in this round. I don't want to drop him. I, I picked this guy late in the last round. I think that's a good value pick. I don't want to drop him, but this is... It's fantasy baseball. It's pick up. It's not best ball. It's uh, make sure you know know, who those guys on the fringe are. I have a few guys that are just in kind of a bullpen battle. So I'm hoping that uh, (laughs) resolves itself by opening day and I can drop some of them. And also um, a big thing to look for, not necessarily even after drafts, in drafts and also after drafts, look for guys that are on the IL, either late in your drafts, because that's just a free roster spot, or... After look on waivers mm-hmm. or look on free agents for someone like you know Walker Buehler, he might not return this year, but if you have a few IL spots, pick them up. Why not? Or or someone like yeah. Altuve, don't be afraid to draft him too late. Don't be afraid to draft Glass now. Don't be afraid to to pick up those guys. Where if you have IL eligible people, if you have NA eligible, if, if that's a thing in your league, make sure you take advantage of those.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Uh it's something I haven't really done the best job of uh, with the IL stuff, which I wish I would have. And I thought about that after my last draft too, his glass now fell so far, and I just kept telling myself like you don't want him. <laughs> you don't want him. Dude, they drafted him, literally just drafted him threw him on the IL and then was ready to pick up another pitcher to fill that spot. That's gonna I, I don't even remember who he picked up. It was somebody that has a uh like a pretty solid early season schedule kind of one of the things that nick pollock has Mm -hmm. talked about both times he's come on the show target those guys with easy easy matchups early on that's exactly what he did take glass now late throw him on the il pick up a streamer to start the year and you're in business and that's a free pretty much a free player that's aggression to pick up guys is smart too just because and knowing knowing who your first drops are going to be, because like there's a lot of times where players like the, the top prospect guys to get called up, like they might seem like an excellent person to, to add, but if your roster construction is on point, that doesn't mean that you have somebody to drop. So as much as they Mm -hmm. might be cool to have on the fantasy squad, it doesn't mean that they're better than who it was you were going to drop. So don't get over enamored by names or hype trains or things. I'm we're, we're we're big on pushing hype trains (laughs) here, but the reality of it is like don't grab somebody just because, you're grabbing somebody in a like a 10 team redraft league don't grab Opie if you have two top five stops on your roster already there's probably not it's not going to make a whole lot of sense as the season goes on
0: yeah you have to know your roster and know where your holes are and be like okay i i can drop this guy or like you said if you already have a great shortstop and a good good backup shortstop. Yeah, you, you're not going to end up picking up Volpe unless you're picking him up with the idea to either trade him or trade one of your other guys. That, that's that, That's all mm-hmm. I would do that for. All right. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues with their their March Madness college pick'em. It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted, which I, I imagine it is here going to the Final Four. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. MLB best ball as well. Daily games coming up. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
1: All right, so I have Uno Mas on my list. Uh, I have another, and it is kind of similar to what I just said about, oh, the guy drafted a glass now, threw him on the IL, grabbed that good... Mm-hmm. Uh, early season matchup pitcher uh, it is do keep an eye on early season schedules it'll help you better understand your players whether like guys off to a hot start or guys off to a cold start if you got if you got a guy that's off to a cold start but he starts the year against like the phillies and the braves and he's like oh 12 after his first whatever or he's sucking after the first two weeks because he played some crazy good teams you don't need to to burn everything down and you don't need to jump ship. It's just one of those rough stretches that players tend to go to. And it just starts early. Kind of like Hunter green last year is a prime example. I think his first seven uh, games of the year last year were against playoff teams the year prior. He went like, he went against like the Braves twice the Dodgers, the Philly, like he played all these crazy teams and got rocked. It happens. But then he ended the year with a, a six game stretch that won some people their their fantasy baseball championships because he was so lights out and yeah and also same for uh guys that are doing really well like if it's guys that are doing really well but he's they're facing like the, the tigers and the i don't know the fucking royals for their first couple series and he's got four home runs in his first two series that's awesome but also temper your expectations a little bit because when he plays like like some more legitimate teams it it's not going to be so sweet so keep track of who they're playing and it helps you really measure that success they're having.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I got through most of mine as well, but yeah, don't overreact to, to either hot or, or cold starts. And also don't chase hot starts. I remember perfect example of that I'm trying to find what year it was, uh, 2006 Chris Shelton of the, uh, Detroit Tigers oh, open day, two home runs throwback. next day, three for five, Two home runs the next day, one home run the next day. He had five home runs in his first four games. Had two two more home runs, one in his eighth, one in his ninth game, two more 12 and 13. So what's that? That's like uh, nine home runs in his first 13 games. Everyone was, was racing to pick him up. It was a great hot start for him. But he ended up finishing 06 with just 16 home runs in 115 games. Like th- Those are guys who, if they don't have – they don't have the pedigree. If they don't have the minor league numbers, if they don't have the scouting report. You know, sometimes they can come out of nowhere and, and maybe give them a chance. If you have someone, you can drop for them. If you have someone you were on the fence about, but don't necessarily chase those those hot starts and exactly what you said, especially if it's against someone, against like bad pitching, or if it's a cold start against, against good pitching, don't overreact to that and don't drop. I wouldn't drop like a top pick for at least a few months unless you dropped them with the unless you drafted them knowing it's it's a high risk high reward t- type of pick like in that instance do know do stick by your guys if, if you draft them higher as far as uh tri- dropping them are but don't get too attached in trades i think that's something where i mentioned it before trade etiquette you know p- put feelers out there to, to get the people in your league that you know are active in trade and be like okay Maybe they overvalue someone that you undervalue, or, or vice versa, and there's there's a connection there. If, if you have you know two good second baseman or, or two good third baseman, that's a weak position, and you need outfield. You know, try to do a swap with someone that you know missed out on those those top players at a weak position. So just you know, focus on your team, but also make sure you look around the league to where you can possibly connect with someone to help help both of you, but ultimately win your trade. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, that's the most important part. And I love Shelton throwback. That was like my my high school days back in the day when that shit happened. Same with like Demetri Young or whoever it was for the Tigers when he had three home runs on opening day. And how many home runs he ended the year with. But also, I love Demetri Young because big-time card collector. Big-time card collector. And I'm big into card collecting as well. So I got to love a fellow card collector. But, yeah, I mean, fuck, my list is done. But I want to talk more baseball, so um i got a draft coming up tonight do you have any more on your
0: list um i don't we touched through them all i mean if you guys in the chat have any questions any, any comments we will uh we will answer those uh Sino sano just said high school damn yeah i was in high school too back in or, <laughs> was i eighth, eighth <laughs> grade high school back in back in 06 yeah we're i i guess i don't know are, are we old or we're we young I, I have no idea um touch on a prospect we have in here you'll you know, you know Gabriel moreno a catcher for the diamondbacks uh where did you end up putting him with your catcher oh rankings yeah if you updated? i i was gonna go with big dumper my uh my friend took him right before me so i went, went with moreno there i'm happy with him i'm hoping he, he has a good start but otherwise i'm gonna have to uh go in the waiver wire
1: i bumped him up to uh Number 13 for now. I think he is a top 12 guy. I'm just not confident enough to put him over Stevenson yet.
0: I don't like Stevenson. I was looking at him in my draft last night.
1: Stevenson's health.
0: I'm just just not. I like him
1: if he stays healthy, but it's just a matter of is he going to fucking stay healthy? I think he he played what, like 50 games last year before he hurt himself again, which always seems to happen. But something like Moreno. He's he's like a uh, Alejandro Kirk light. Hmm. And I love hitters playing out there in Arizona, which is helpful. I mean, he hit over 300 last year at the minor league level. Now you know how many games that 22 games for Toronto as well. Uh, He was going to be like the second fiddle to Carson Kelly in Arizona. And then that dude, I don't even remember how he got hurt, but he's out for quite a while. He hurt something pretty bad. And, uh, Yeah, that's right. I broke his arm. And now Gabriel Moreno is going to be the starting catcher. He's still going very late in drafts. Uh, my draft that I did on Friday, uh, I wanted to get William Contreras. He's been my number one catcher target this season. And he got taken like two rounds before I would ever take him by somebody that doesn't really know much about fantasy baseball. Shout out, Evan. I, I appreciate you stealing him from me. Apparently uh, it was he a good does good pick so. on your part. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we drafted five closers, so <laughs> you, you got to navigate this one this year, Evan. You're gonna trial by fire. We're gonna see how that goes. I've never seen anybody do that, but uh, I, I yeah, want to address. Uh, Mario, uh, he's in a good lineup out there.
0: Yeah, I'll Captain Insano in the in the chat. You said you said we forgot the most important one: know your rules and your know your scoring. Yes, you you have to know that before your draft. That that's not something you you, you look at looking to after your draft. If you haven't looked at it yet. Look at it, absolutely, and that that should be a pre-draft thing that, that you do. But yeah, if if you haven't post-draft look at that, see what um see what categories you, you're you're lacking in, see where you can maybe expose a little bit, find a loophole, and see you know after the draft if there's any categories you should be punting. If if you drafted a, a closer early and didn't really get a second or a third good one, you know maybe offer that closer up on the trade block and, and get a batter for him or, or get a starting pitcher for him because. Even if you have the best closer, if you only have him, you're not going to win saves. And, and closers, you know, everyone everyone's always looking for a closer. So th- I think that, that's, a, that's a solid strategy.
1: Yeah, I know in TGFBI, I'm looking for a closer because I got Hudson, and I, I'm not as sold on him as the Dodgers closer this year as I was when I drafted him. And a lot of my TGFBI success that I kind of saw coming my way was because I did take that third closer late and I thought I was killing it with that. And now, I mean, he's hurt to start the year. He's going to go on the IL. So he's not going to play. And then they got Gradarol, who has some damn good stuff, who's probably going to fill in for a closer while he's out. And if Gradarol lights shit up, Hudson's not going to come back and be the closer for the Dodgers. Gradarol get the keys to the keys to the car. And I'm out, and I'm going to be stuck using some of my free agent auction budget to try and try and fill that third closer spot in somewhere. I knew I should have took four, rolled the dice to three. That's fucking stupid of me. Uh, you are weak after your draft is important also. Uh, if you kind of neglected uh, position somewhere, and you know that you, mm-hmm. it could be in line for a uh, a big improvement moving forward, Keep an eye on that. I know like my league that I drafted on Friday, not to keep talking about it, but it's an ESPN league, and my dumbass was... I, I had a plan going into the draft. I didn't pay attention. I took Mookie at seven, which I loved. I, I absolutely love <laughs> taking Mookie at seven. I'm happy that I took Mookie at seven, but I realized after the draft that Mookie Betts does not have second base eligibility oh. on ESPN. I found Ooh. that out after. That so my rough. starting second baseman is... Uh, Brandon Lowe, who I know you love, Brandon Lowe. Not, I'm not bad. He's got some him. power. Yeah, he's got something, and then I got uh, Tyro Estrada, who was one of my like my sleeper picks for this year, but he was yeah. a, he, he wasn't like a, a like yeah, I have him as my starting second baseman type. So that really screwed me. So <laughs> understanding uh, where you might have fucked up and messed your <laughs> roster up a little bit before the season starts is also a, a do do understand that. Don't n- neglect to pay attention to position eligibilities while drafting.
0: Yeah, absolutely have to know that, just so you know where it fills out. Bets actually fell to 11th in, in my in my draft on Saturday, which I was absolutely shocked by. I, I wish I had 11th pick. I, I would have been very happy with taking Mookie Betts, but I, I can't be mad with taking Judge second overall.
1: I know In that league, I got... Uh, I was picking seven. I got... Mookie Betts, and then when it came back around to me, I got Kyle Tucker. I don't know how I got those two, but I'm happy because I I have like two of my top uh, my fantasy pros rankings. I think they're two of my top nine. I think Kyle Tucker's nine. Two of my top nine. And then I got uh, Shane McClanahan when it came back around, and he's my number five pitcher on my fantasy pros rankings. So top of the draft was excellent. Man, Insano, if he can hit 25 or 30 home runs, I'll be happy. I Then I, I wouldn't hate the pick so much. I just, I don't know if. We have a lot. In two, years again. Yeah,
0: two years in ago.
1: It's
0: years ago. And then last year he was. Hurt. Yeah. So it's, it's possible. So We'll
1: see. I, I hope he can. I would feel a lot better about it if that happens, but I also just wish Mookie would have second base eligibility. <laughs> and I wish I was smart enough to check that. Yeah. But, damn, that fucked me over. Uh, oh, but sp- but, I mean, I th- think that's all I've got for you guys. Oh, no, yeah, go but, ahead.
0: No, Speaking of the Dodgers' second base, uh, Miguel Vargas. He's uh, first base eligible in, in Yahoo. He's going to get second base because he's starting there. Another prospect to uh, to, to look out for there. Uh, yeah, he's got power. Maybe he'll move up that lineup. The Dodgers lineup isn't great outside the top uh, three or four, if, if you're including one if you think he'll, he'll bounce back. But, yeah, Vargas is another prospect to, to keep an eye on a
1: weird spring training, which I think has kind of kept people away from him in drafts, but I don't think they realize that uh, he got hit.
0: Couldn't what oh, he, could, could, could he not swing his for his a finger. bit? Yeah. It was like
1: eight games or something. They told him to not swing yeah. or eight and at he, bats. Yeah. He's still so got 29 lots. in spring training and 35 at bats, but yeah, uh, but he's got, he's got power. He's a good, kind of everything you look for in somebody that taking every day at bats for the Dodgers, uh, especially starting second base, second base is so mm-hmm. thin. And so getting somebody in that Dodgers lineup, which I think the Dodgers lineup is a step down from, from last year. They don't have Justin Turner anymore. They don't have Trey Turner. They don't got the Turner boys anymore, mm-hmm. but they still got Mookie. They still got Freddie Freeman. They still got Will Smith. They still got a lot of guys there that are going to put the bat on the ball. So, runs are possible i don't know where roster resource has fargus hitting for the dodgers Eighth. my guess would be the lower half of the lineup yeah. like seven eight yeah down there with like trace thompson mm-hmm. so there, there'll be guys on base in front of him if he can manage to uh to get him on last year in the minor leagues 113 games he hit 304 with 32 doubles and 17 home runs and stole 16 bases so there's some upside there uh, especially now that he's allowed to swing the bat. So he's an excellent one to keep an eye on because I was, he's on my watch list. Like I talked at the beginning, the dues of making a, a watch list. He's on my watch list on ESPN. He's the first person I added. I was going to take him at the end of the draft, but I didn't because I know he's not on anybody else in my league's radar. And since I have such a question mark in my eyes at second base, he's one that I'm going to wait till the eligibility pops up and I'll probably take him. And also, I took Grayson Rodriguez with the last pick in a 12-team, 25-round draft on ESPN.
0: I don't know how, but... Can't hate that at all. Can't hate that. Yeah, watch lists are very important. Speaking of watching, make sure you are watching us if you'd like to on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We go live. uh, We'll we'll get a set schedule for the season, but usually it's Tuesday, Thursday, Monday or Sunday for, for a third one probably, but... Uh, keep an eye out on that. You can always follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball, at Fake Baseball Money on YouTube, TikTok, and uh, Twitch. And make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money Is Fake feed on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five star rating and review. Spotify, you can leave us a five star rating, and you can always let us know what you think at on Twitter at Fake Baseball, or just you know send us questions. And of course, the Discord sgpn slash Discord. I'm going to try to be more active in the MLB channel this season, but the hockey channel is where it's at. So if you really want to have a fun time with discord, it's the hockey <laughs> channel. But uh, if, you, if you tag me in the, in the MLB channel, I'll, I'll be sure to respond.
1: Yeah. We're literally everywhere. I don't realize that until we list them all off. I, I mean, I got the Facebook jumping too. I've. Oh yeah. I, Facebook I slash on the Facebook a little. I will admit that, but man, we're on Facebook too. You Are your boomers out there? Fa- or, yeah. Like me. Uh, uh, yeah. Just like a baseball money is fake on facebook it pops up we're there i try and upload all the episodes i upload uh, reels on facebook uh, i do the youtube shorts the tiktoks uh, i man i've been slacking on some of those lately it's been it's a hectic couple weeks for me kind of oh, i got good. the fantasy pro stuff going uh i'll let you guys know i haven't let the world know yet but i am back working with rotoballer as well as of this weekend that'll get announced soon when we get the logistics of that finalized so i had a lot of stuff going on but yeah you can catch me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e
0: and you can follow me on twitter at r gilbert s-o-p
1: and we'll catch you guys next time